Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. That there is going to tell me how much I have to around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Our number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program is always a delight to be with you guys. So crime. They say guns are the problem. Apparently the NFL and all these professional sports leagues, not just the NFL, but they're now going to focus their attention on these anti-gun campaigns, I understand. You know what? Just save your time and save your money. I don't care what a, what a quarterback says. I don't care what a coach says. I don't care what a shortstop says. I know that when I am carrying a firearm and I know how to use it, I am one more source of protection on, on the streets, which seem crazy. Do you guys hear this? Here's from the Texas Tribune. Woman who opened fire at Joel Osteen's megachurch were killed by people inside who had guns. Do you guys ever pay attention to Joel Osteen? Whatever you think about the guy, whatever he's made of his millions, et cetera, et cetera, I will say to you, I find Joel Osteen to be very similar to the Jehovah's Witnesses who come and knock on my door in my neighborhood. I open every single time and always, always, I think they give you their little pamphlet. It's called the Watchtower. Always there is a reason that is applicable in their messaging to me, verbally, or in the documents that they give me. Always. So I'm, when I see them, I'm like, let's see what, let's see what we're going to talk about today, right? And they're fantastic. Same with Joel Osteen. If he pops up on my Sirius XM, whatever, I will listen to what he's saying. And, and invariably, there is a takeaway that I find to be beneficial. Guy is a mega pastor, right? So this woman walks in in a trench coat. She's got with her a five-year-old child. So weird. And she's got, apparently, a long gun. She's got a rifle, I said. Accompanied by a young child, apparently who ended up being shot, as these undercover police officers who work security on the weekends for Joel Osteen in Texas took the woman out. Here's the story. A female shooter opened fire Sunday afternoon at Pastor Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston, which is one of the nation's largest congregations. She was fatally shot by off-duty officers. No one else at the church died. First of all, full stop, that's how it ends. You have people on site, trained, armed, ready, aware, saw what was happening, and, and took her out. The woman began, I guess she's between the ages of 30 and 35. And this is so odd. This is not normally the MO, right? Entered the church at 1.53 p.m., 
wearing a trench coat and a backpack and carrying a long rifle. Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said during a Sunday press conference after the shooting, a young child whose police say was approximately four to five year, years old accompanied the woman. She began shooting upon entering the church. Two off-duty officers shot the female shooter who died on the scene, according to authorities. The child was also shot and is in critical condition at Texas Children's Hospital. Officers were unclear about how the child was injured. Another 57-year-old man, unassociated with the shooter, was shot in the leg and is being treated. That a kid was a part of this is, is amazing to me. And, you know, it's sad to say this, but I want to know the nationality of this woman. I want to know. Is this some, you know, blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman who's out of her mind? Was this a woman who's a transgender person who's scrambled up on, on hormones and other things? Mm. Is this a woman who is a jihadi and she's come to wage war, as has been told? I don't know. Love to know. Don't know. Shooter threatened that she had a bomb. Officers searched her vehicle. The backpack she had on did not have any explosives in it, she said. They continued to search of the church, which seats more than 16,000 people on Sunday. Officers said she was spraying an unidentifiable substance, prompting officers to call upon the Houston Fire Department and Hazmat. Nothing of concern apparently there. So we don't know her identity. We don't know her motive. We just know that this is really weird. We also know that if two people there who are not carrying and ready to do what needed to be done, God knows what would have happened. Don't know how many people were involved there. So that brings me to this. There is a true state of unease in this country. And you don't realize how much you take for granted the feeling of safety or the blissful unawareness because you've never been forced to be aware of threats. But that's not where we live right now. And that makes me angry because this is not how it should be. And if FBI Director Christopher Ray's warning about terror attacks being imminent. I have to ask myself, who were the people, who were the Republicans who did not impeach Alejandro Mayorkas again? Right. Here's a headline from discernreport.com. And it's a, a smattering, a who's who round robin of what's going on around the country right now, particularly in bigger cities. Headline says this, chaos reigns in the streets of America. As an epic crime wave terrorizes the nation. And the only reason I saw this today and I wanted to share it with you is because for the first time in my life, living where I live, do I feel unease often. Often. If you were hoping that the United States would become a lawless society, you've now gotten your wish. Some of the numbers that we're about to share with you here are just mind-blowing. For example, had no idea that the police in New York City were injured by criminals thousands of times last year. All over the nation, law enforcement is losing control 
and violent criminals are getting the upper hand. What did we hear from some of these Spanish-speaking migrants who get arrested for, for whatever they do? They're told that they believe that Joe Biden will be sympathetic to them and that they'll get bounced, that there will be no criminal punishment for them. So why not do whatever they wish and break the law when there is no consequence? We've never seen anything quite like this before. And I think many of us are convinced that the crime wave is only going to get worse as economic conditions continue to deteriorate. Even in our capital city, crime is completely out of control. If you can believe it, the number of carjackings in Washington, D.C. was up 97.9% last year. Almost 100% and almost doubling of carjackings and in broad daylight, too. Residents of D.C. paid the sixth highest amount on car insurance when compared to the 50 states in 2023, with an average annual full coverage rate of $2,756 last year. $230 a month. This is a report by uh, some insurance company, right? The report found the D.C. residents' car insurance premium were 37% higher. So because... You live in a community where the police have been defunded, where the cops have been demonized, where the offenders who break the law ad nauseum never get persecuted or prosecuted, never spend any time behind bars, never pay any price for the consequences that they instill upon all of us. Right. What do you have? You have people getting jumped on the streets or car being stolen. You have crime going up. Insurance premiums now skyrocketing because of it. It's the cycle of sock. And it's not just there. How about Oakland, California? One out of every 30 residents had a vehicle stolen from them in 2023. One in every 30 robberies went up. 38% last year in Oakland, according to police data. Burglaries up 23%. Motor vehicle theft up 44%. This is by design. This is on purpose this is wrong and that brings me to something that is very interesting what do you guys think about this headline from the epic times caught my attention why i don't know madagascar moves forward with law calling for child rapists to be castrated Huh. Legislation has already passed through both houses of parliament, but still has two more steps to become law. Anybody found guilty of raping a minor in Madagascar could soon face the most severe penalties, specifically chemical and in some cases surgical castration. The Indian Ocean Island passed the legisla legislation on February 2nd through parliament with the Senate in their lower house approving it last week. It's going to have to be ratified and, and signed into law by the president, but it looks like it's going to go. How is it possible that Madagascar can take child rape more seriously and send out the message, you know what, I'm going to say this. If someone you know has been chemically or surgically castrated for fiddling with a child, are you going to think twice? I'm going to go with yeah. Maybe bing, 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 bing. Hey, America, what are the consequences that we're telling people there are in our system? Hey, don't go anywhere. Propaganda of the day. It might have to be a new thing because there's so much. But we found the one little dose of it that's truly extraordinary. And I've got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. 
So I, I know I'm going to skip by this quickly, this story about Madagascar, but they have a, a justice minister with a name I couldn't possibly pronounce. But he said Madagascar is a sovereign country which has the right to modify its laws in relation to circumstances and in the general interest of the people. Apparently this is a woman. I'm, I'm sorry. The current penal code has not been enough to curb the perpetrators of these offenses. Pedophilia. And so they are now passing, and it soon will become, seems like, law that if you are found having sex with a child, and if it's a child under the age of 10, the penalty is this. If the child is between 10 and 13, it's this. If it's older than that, it's this. Consequences. The United Nations Children's Fund, which is responsible for providing humanitarian and developmental aid to children all over the world, has also highlighted the high rates of sexual abuse among, against children in Madagascar. It is speculated that many cases go unreported because it is a taboo subject and victims are often ashamed. You know what? You make that center stage, you put that out front and center, Capital punishment, do it. I don't disagree. Brock, is there something you need to tell me? I just texted you. Apparently, they were breaking. The Lakewood church shooter was transgender. Her legal name was Genesee, but she went by the name Jeffrey. Another act of trans terrorism. You know, folks, we do need to have a national conversation about the LGBTQ movement turning youths into extremists. When will we have that conversation? Thank you, Brock, for the update. Now, I want to give you propaganda of the day. Kristen Welker, MSNBC. She's got Mayorkas on. Alex is going to be talking about, you know, she's saying, look, let's just talk about just certain numbers. I mean, the numbers since you became Department of Homeland Security Secretary suck at the border. This is a great opportunity, dude, for you to. I know. I, I know. Is he going to is he going to do the right thing? Or is he going to propagandize? Well, you know the answer. And go. You have now been in your position for three years. And let's talk about what's happened during those three years. More migrants have crossed the border illegally last year than ever before. The asylum cases backlog has more than tripled since 2019. You yourself have said that more than 85% of migrants caught crossing the border illegally are being released into the U.S. as they await their court dates. Let's just put impeachment aside for a minute. Why do you deserve to keep your job, Mr. Secretary? Kristen, the, um, the, the data that you cite is a powerful example of why we need legislation to fix what everyone agrees is a broken immigration system. There you go. As if that has not been debunked, refuted, blown up, fact-checked for so long. He's not done lying to your face liars gonna lie it's all they know how to do my friends it takes a special person someone who has the ability to say yeah that's on me you're never gonna get that from alejandra Mayorkas. it's disgusting it is predictable the video of the day however my friends and this is it you do not have to watch it you can hear it it is from a place called or a a Twitter handle, Western Lensman. 
And this is all about Democrats' election playbook explained. The nine steps to blame the border crisis on Donald Trump. Go. The Democrat election playbook explained a nine-step plan to blame Donald Trump for the border crisis. Step one, flood the country for three years with millions of illegal aliens. Step two, watch approval numbers on the border drop below 20%. Step three, election year is here. Decide you need to act now that you've let millions of illegals into the country and the American people are pissed. Step four, line up some rhinos in the Senate to assist with the next phase of the plan. Step five, Work with the rhinos on a bipartisan basis to devise a garbage piece of legislation that would make the crisis considerably worse. Step six, ensure the bill is so bad that becomes toxic for Republicans. So much so that even the Republican rhino leadership who helped negotiate it is forced to abandon it. Step seven, message the doomed legislation as the strongest immigration and border bill in history, knowing the media will faithfully echo your propaganda. Step eight, claim the only reason Republicans abandoned the bill is because Trump wants to use the open border as a campaign issue. Step nine, adopt your new 2024 campaign mantra. The border crisis is Trump's fault. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that other people, not just seeing it, not just feeling it and hearing it, putting it down, creating content with it. And that content is going out onto platforms it used to not. And it is spreading. It is reaching people in every walk of life. Nothing yet on the mainstream media outlets on this Lakewood church shooter, an alleged transgender. We're going to dig into this a little bit, see if we can get any new details for you. As we also talk about the DNC's total fear of RFK Jr. What are they so afraid of? He's running as an independent, I thought. Oh, boy. Wait for it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it does not take a biologist, a medical doctor. It does not take someone with the brain of Albert Einstein to have been able to deduce years ago when Crazy Train left the station on the path to gender affirming care for children. We all saw it. We all knew it. We spoke out about it. We were told we are. We're haters. You're an anti-LGBTQIA plus individual. Now we are pro-common sense. And fiddling with your body before your brain is complete is a bad recipe. It does not turn out well ever. Anybody paying attention would have told you that. And lo and behold, what are we seeing? The last handful of shootings have been perpetrated by transgender individuals. And there's no covering that up. So for the left, who's so desperate to take my gun out of my hand, nice try. Because my gun doesn't kill anybody. Individuals do. And you have created ticking time bombs. We got a few more details about this transgender individual who had a long gun 
at Joel Osteen's church in Texas. Breaking headline from thepostmillennial.com. Breaking Joel Osteen church shooter identified as Janice Moreno also went by Jeffrey. Moreno was shot and killed by off-duty officers and the weapon was emblazoned with the slogan, Free Palestine. Really? Now, I would love to take Janice, Janice, whatever the hell her name is, and, and to have, before this tragic event which led in her killing, to have a conversation with what the people the Hamas folks think about all the LB, LGBTQ stuff and the trans stuff because it's not warm and fuzzy. You would be shot. You would be killed. Period. The individual who walked into Joel Osteen's Lakewood, Texas church Sunday pulled out a gun was identified as Janess Yvonne Moreno, 36. Moreno had a five-year-old child when entering the church wearing a trench coat and open fire when entering. Local news reports that multiple sources have said that Janice Yvonne Moreno is suspected of being the armed woman who was killed at the church Sunday. Reports indicated the shooter was female. It has since been revealed Moreno was male. Moreno was shot and killed by two off-duty police officers. The weapon was emblazoned with the slogan, Free Palestine. Jeremy Rogalski of WH, oh, excuse me, KHOU-TV, Further reported Moreno, quote, had prior arrests for assault, forgery, marijuana possession, theft, evading and unlawful carrying of a weapon. Other than that, I'm sure it was fine. Janess Moreno went by Jeffrey Escalante Moreno and was from El Salvador. The child Moreno brought to the church was shot, remains in critical condition in the hospital. 57-year-old man also shot, taken to the hospital. Moreno openly discussed a love of firearms and posted about cleaning an AR-15, showing off the weapon as well. Moreno also posted about giving money to Osteen's church and indicated that Moreno had attended and was part of it. And here is a Lakewood Church order confirmation thanking Janice for a recent gift to the church. Moreno's Instagram page shows that she presented in a feminine way, also expressed support for Bernie Sanders. Well, there's just so much going on there, it's hard to know where to begin. Thank God people who are armed and trained were there. I want to switch gears. The DNC apparently is worried about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Headline, The New York Times. DNC files federal election complaint against Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This is so rich. The dirtiest of dirty. The people who have enriched themselves and their candidates through Act Blue and other organizations of suck. Want to point fingers and try to eliminate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as a viable presidential contender. Because they say he coordinated illegally with a super PAC to get him onto the ballot in several states. My, 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 my. Woo! Is that the pod calling the kettle black? <laughs> like, don't worry about those of us who, you know, we're totally behind all of the ballots, the drop boxes, the no ballot signatures, those mysterious 3 a.m. dumps. 
on the loading dock at the convention center where the votes are being tallied. Democrats are accusing Kennedy of illegally coordinating with a super PAC to get him on the ballot in several states that could be critical to Joe Biden. Bing, bing, bing. That is the main reason why. Here's, I'll just give you the, the, the thumbnail of this because then I think we need to talk about the very real dangerous game being played by Mayorkas and Biden in preventing RFK Jr. from having Secret Service protection, which he is entitled to as a contender, a viable contender, within a year of the election. And they are specifically refusing it. So here's the first story in a federal election complaint filed Friday. The DNC accused RF Kennedy Jr. and a super PAC backing his independent presidential bid of illegally coordinating on a $15 million petition drive intended to qualify him for the ballot in several states. It could be critical and, well, we all know, to President Biden's reelection prospects. The 11-page complaint to the FEC described the arrangement as an in-kind contribution to Mr. Kennedy's campaign by the super PAC, American Values 2024, one that violated federal campaign finance laws and breached long-established financial barriers between candidates and outside groups. Now, that is freaking rich. What? A candidate? Or a party getting rich from doing what? Really? Do they want to go down that rabbit hole? Tony Lyons, the co-chairman of American Values 2024, dismissed the the allegations that the group had broken the law. The Biden administration and the DNC clearly find democracy is inconvenient and they want to stifle any dissenting opinions and don't believe that their candidate can win a free, open and fair election, he said in response. So you've got that legal crybaby issue going on. We don't want. We don't want him to take our votes away. We need those votes. Well, ain't that a crapper for you folks? So they're going to go to the courts. They're going to allege fraud, even though they are the masters of fraudulency. This is the part, though, that gets to me. And this is from the Washington Examiner. Because being petty, because you're worried about losing an election, ought not put other people in true danger. And Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas in general have. Here's the story. Washington Examiner. Secret Service orders no response to RFK Jr.'s protection plea. This is like Fannie Willis refusing to acknowledge that she received an emailed subpoena by House Judiciary Committee to come before Judiciary to testify about misuse of election dollars that came from Act Blue through these elderly quote unquote Smurfs whose identities have been stolen. This is the same thing. Secret Service is going to pretend that it has not received Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s requests repeatedly. I need Secret Service protection. We're not going to see that. And that has come out now. The Secret Service ordered officials to ignore Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s request for security after it conducted an analysis of threats to the independent presidential candidate. Newly released emails from the agency show. 
in one of the 63 pages of mostly redacted emails, a top official concluded that, quote, no response to Kennedy or his worried private security team was needed, quote, nor should it. The candidate who threatens to pull enough votes away from Joe Biden to help elect former President Donald Trump, hence why I gave you the story preceding this, now filing these complaints with the FCC. He did stuff he shouldn't have done, and now he's on the ballot. Good luck. The new emails obtained by the legal watchdog Judicial Watch indicate that the decision to provide or deny protection is in the hands, specifically, of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and congressional leaders, not the Secret Service. The package included a document entitled Campaign 2024 Candidate Protection. The first sentence reads, quote, The Secret Service does not determine who qualifies for protection, nor is the Secret Service empowered to independently initiate candidate protection. But the document suggests the agency looked into the threats reported by Kennedy's security firm. The report was so long, apparently, that it was difficult for the security Secret Service rather to download. He's gotten so many threats, legitimate, formidable threats. And shall we not be reminded that 55 years ago his dad was murdered and his uncle was murdered and that there are people who are not fans of the Kennedy name? These documents by Judicial Watch indicate that the Secret Service was instructed to ignore RFK Jr.'s requests for coverage. They want him gone. Whether they go through the process of complaining to the Federal Election Commission about him, or they just refuse to offer the protection that is duly required of all viable presidential candidates. This is called dirty. This is called Democrat standard operating procedure. And it continues day after day. All right, when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, this is what I think the best sound of the day. It's Chris Wallace. You know, the Chris Wallace who jumped from Fox News because there were too many questions about election integrity there that bothered him. And so he bounced to CNN. Oh, his his response to Tucker's sit down with Putin. Delicious. Do not go anywhere. You know, this uh, before I get to the the audio sound bites of Chris Wallace losing his ever loving mind and proving that he got the, the same Hillary Clinton talking points that she did. You know, this whole transgender thing with kids and all, I mean, it defies anything logical. It's it's nonsense. It's crazy. It's predatory. It's child abuse. And anybody who tries to spin it and tell you it's not is lying. And maybe that person should be shipped over to Madagascar to see what a government that has some huevos does to people who promote insanity. I saw this headline in the New York Post yesterday and it struck maybe it was just this morning and it struck my attention this idea that this former Dutch prime minister and his wife died hand in hand in a legal duo euthanasia. They're they're 93 years old, married for a thousand years, died together hand in hand with his beloved wife, the support and support with whom he was together for more than 70 years and with whom he had always continued to refer to as my girl 
They'd been suffering. Both of them had been suffering from deteriorating health. And they decided to do something that as responsible and consenting adults, they wanted to do something on their terms in their way. And I am nobody to tell you how to live your life at all. And they have that right. And I hope they find eternal peace. Who knows what happens on the other side of that? But that's far different than allowing dirty medical systems to prey on our children. And I'm tired of being the voice of reason and logic and being called a a bad word because I say what needs to be said. Leave your freaking hands off of our kids. Facts. Full stop. Not open for debate. There's nothing these people don't do. Or there's nothing these people do that doesn't suck. Here's Chris Wallace, former Fox, decided he was going to jump. He thought he had he had the golden parachute jumping over to CNN, promised him billions, Jeff Bezos or whatever, not him. Who's the other guy? Not Jeff Bezos. Who's the guy who ran Zucker? It? Zucker, thank you. Jeff Zucker. Then he bounced. Everything fell apart. <laughs> and, and Chris Wallace is beside himself that Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin. Why can't people just say, I thought it was a, a good interview. I thought it was a necessary interview. And I hope a lot of people saw it because we need to get back into the business of communicating. Well, that would revolve around integrity, which apparently Chris Wallace doesn't have. You're going to hear something that sounds very familiar because you heard it on Friday. Just not out of his mouth. All right? We've got the proof for it. So here's, Chris, here's Chris Wallace on CNN. Listen. Tucker Carlson showed up in Moscow this week to interview Vladimir Putin. It turned out to be anything but an interview. Putin droned on for two hours and seven (laughs) minutes while Tucker sat there like an eager puppy. Occasionally, but rarely, he got in a question like this one about the power of the deep state in Washington. It sounds like you're describing a system that's not run by the people who are elected in your telling. That's right. That's right. But more telling than what Tucker asked is what he didn't ask. Nothing about why Putin invaded a sovereign country. Nothing about targeting civilians. Nothing about Russian war crimes. A reporter can ask Putin a tough question if he wants a real interview. Why is it that so many of the people (laughs) that oppose Vladimir Putin end up dead or close to it? But apparently, that's not why Tucker went to Moscow. During the Cold War, gullible Westerners who spread Soviet propaganda were dismissed as useful idiots. But calling Tucker that is unfair to useful idiots. No, he's made a cynical decision to chase MAGA's affection for dictators. And what better way to cash in than Putin's Kremlin? Isn't that just sad? It's sad. Aw. Hey, Chris, you suck too. But you know what? You got your talking points from the same place Hillary did, remember? I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow is, <laughs> after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots <laughs> Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so... I don't 
see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview, because through him, he can, you know, continue to lie about what his, you know, objectives That's are. That's enough. In Ukraine I don't and, need any more. That's all I need to hear. So did you hear the same thing? He's a puppy. He's a puppy dog. He's a useful idiot. You know, Chris Wallace didn't even watch the interview because if he didn't, he, if he did, he wouldn't have said that Tucker never asked him about why Putin decided to invade Ukraine. It was the lion's share of the conversation, Chris. See, paying attention, my man, and stepping aside from your liberal activism, your outrage, and now being butthurt that Tucker Carlson, on his own, eclipses anything that you, your suck network, or Fox will ever do. That must be very difficult. But showing it in such a way is very unbecoming. You look like a sniveling liberal, which is what you are. So there, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear the same words, the same talking points, the same stupid allegations, all to run interference for not accomplishing on their own. And that's what this is all about. We appreciate you guys being a part of the program today. If you are new, remember, every single day, five days a week, we are here. In 21 hours, we will be back. Do us a favor. Tomorrow, come with a friend. We'd like to reach them as well. I'm Wendy Bell. Thanks for being a part of the program. We'll see you soon. Peace.